0: Hello and welcome to a very mini podcast series from me, Anna Constantine, a freelance photographer and content writer from Northamptonshire in the UK. Let's shoot together is a one-off series all about one young lady's that's me. Journey from camera phobe to full-time business owner using my camera to do work that I love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. First things first, welcome back. So I am recording this on the Friday after I released my first episode, which went live, I believe, on Tuesday. Thank you so much for the lovely response I have had so far already. It was a passion project that I entirely wanted to do for myself. So getting any ears listening in on me chatting about photography was definitely a bonus um so thank you so much for listening and for sharing and for saying such lovely kind words I really appreciate all of them and I'm really excited for this series to continue. Today we are talking about one of my favourite and maybe most passionate subjects. Instagram. Basically, I wanted to talk about my relationship with Instagram, what I think it has done for photography over the last few years, and just recognising that although I have things about Instagram that I love, I also wanted to talk about some of the pitfalls that I think there have been and some of my frustrations. I know lots of people are getting frustrated with Instagram nowadays, certainly for me it feels like it used to be great photos that were what drove popularity and recognition within the app whereas now the focus seems to be on algorithms and keeping users within the app keeping ads money going over pure creativity which i don't know if i'm looking at back with overly rose tinted glasses but certainly that's what i remember of the beginning But there are still plenty of positives that have come out of Instagram and I will be sure to mention and go through them as well. We've slowly seen Instagram transition from being a platform for photography to a platform where photos are increasingly less prioritised by Instagram's developers. So I made a list of the features that I remember that have stepped into the photo post And I wanted to give you a little bit of a history overview of those features. The first one on my list was Instagram Stories. Instagram Stories were introduced in 2016 in order to compete with Snapchat. If you've spent any time on either app, then you will have seen that Instagram Stories took and kind of copied and pasted a lot of the functionality that Snapchat had. I say this as if I don't use Instagram stories myself. So I was actually using the two of them way back when, but I have since transitioned and now I have a Snapchat account, but nobody besides I think my sister-in-law and two of my American friends have me on the account and it's mainly used so that I can see pictures of my nephew. So I can't say that I've remained loyal to Snapchat by any stretch and that seems to be very common for people that I have spoken to about it. I think it's very much an easy thing. Things tend to take off if they are convenient and certainly having Snapchat functions in Instagram brought a lot of convenience into sharing in that format and in that style. I do know of people that still use it, so it seems to be that Gen Z is still using Snapchat quite a lot. People seem to have moved away permanently from Snapchat in favour of Instagram stories, and that includes me, so I post on Instagram stories ideally every Monday, and that's something that I've had as a ritual for a good few years now. So I'm definitely, if it is a problem, air quotes, part of the problem. In 2018, IGTV was introduced in order to compete with YouTube. Longer form videos hadn't been possible. You could post videos in the app as a similar format to the photo posts, in fact exactly the same but you can now obviously view videos of initially it was up to 10 minutes if you were uploading from a computer then you could upload videos for up to an hour it's not an exact replication in that you do have the time limits still but for me this was a function that i haven't transitioned over to making full use of at all i do watch the odds IGTV here and there, but I am a YouTube lover. I got into YouTube in 2009. It was when I was off on my summer holidays as a teenager and I haven't stopped watching it ever since. And for me, one of the reasons I haven't moved besides the quality of the content, basically I'm just very invested in YouTube, but another aspect of not watching IGTV as much is that I watch video content primarily, if not almost exclusively, on my laptop. And I'm not a big fan of using my phone for things that I can do very easily on a laptop. That means that the thought of me watching a small video on a screen on IGTV for a very long period, I have never felt a huge attraction to. I'm very curious to hear what other people make of that, if that's literally just an Anna Constein thing or if that's something that other people have picked up on and feel similarly about. The next feature that I made note of that I remember as something that Instagram had taken from elsewhere was Instagram Live. I've done some research, but I can't actually find where Instagram Live was introduced or when it was introduced. But what I saw as its competitor was Periscope. So Periscope was exactly the same, wherein creators could stream for, if not the first time, then the first most popular time that most of us would have come across it. And it's very heavily encouraged to watch live still on Instagram. So even though they're a couple of years old, you get a notification if one of your most interacted with accounts is going live while you are using the app. And then also you might well have noticed that at the top of the app, this is obviously correct as of We're in March 2021, so things change very quickly on Instagram. However, at present, the lives are shown right next to the story icons. Top left, very, very easy to find. So it's a feature that Instagram seems to still be very invested in. And in 2020, one of the most obvious moves that Instagram has made to rival a competitor was to bring out the Reels function, which are very, very similar to TikTok. TikTok still seems to be doing absolutely fine. It seems to be very common that users will take content that they have uploaded to TikTok and just re-upload it onto Instagram. They have been encouraged by the algorithm to go very viral, so... You'll have seen lots of people creating them because they do tend to get promoted very heavily. It's similar to TikTok in the swipe autoplay function. And that again encourages more views than going through your home feed where you're just going to see people that you follow. The Explore page is very, very heavily invested in showing you reels at the moment. I believe there's a time difference in how long they are. I have a feeling that TikTok is longer, the allowance is longer, but don't quote me on that. And they might even have been changed um, so that Instagram has decided to match TikTok in the time since I last looked. The last feature that I want to talk about that is an addition that they made as a function was the shopping tab, which again is very, very recent. I have heard tell, I don't know how accurate it is, but I've heard tell that at some stage Instagram would love to be a platform where shopping is one of the reasons that people are drawn to use the app in a manner apparently akin to Amazon. So I don't know how legit that actually is, but it certainly seems very, very interesting to me. That the shop feature is now so prominent. The icon for it has been moved around in the layout of the app a good few times. At one stage it was placed exactly where the original post button was. But my app seems to flip in between different layouts. Sometimes it's where it was originally, sometimes it's where that posting button is. It might even be somewhere else now, but they're very keen to move things around. If it wasn't where the posting symbol was, then it was where the notifications was. It's it's one of the two. Then besides those features being added, ads were also brought into the mix. And what I find really interesting about apps is that all of my accounts took a different amount of time to take them on as a feature. I've noticed that in general, the newer accounts tend to pick up on new features quicker than the other ones did to the point where apparently the ads were starting to be trickled in in the US in 2013 but I didn't have any on my oldest account until either last year or the year before but it was many many years after they had appeared elsewhere and when I posted about that being the case in my stories I had genuine shock in my DMs from people who said that they had had them for a very long time and were really surprised that it had taken so long for them to appear in one of my accounts. Those are the aspects that have been brought in and that I see as the most obvious steps back from being a photo sharing app. But I do want to talk about what IG has done for photography in general. The most obvious analogy that I can think of is that I think of Instagram as being like Starbucks. So one of my friends has worked for a local coffee roaster and she was saying that without Starbucks coffee would never have gone as mainstream as it is now. I see it as Instagram has taken photography and brought it to the masses and into the mainstream just as starbucks isn't for everyone and isn't necessarily i'm gonna throw some shade i apologize um, isn't necessarily somewhere that seeks to be particularly niche or local or air quotes original i know i'm sorry if you love starbucks but i know a lot of people love the kind of consistency that Starbucks offers so it just depends on what you are looking for but I see Instagram having done great things for bringing photography onto a bigger stage and into our phones in a way that it hadn't been before. I also wonder if there has been a compromise of forms on originality and I'll explain properly what I mean by that. So I have noticed that Instagram has played a huge role in how I take photos and in general I've been thinking about how what you know you're going to take photos for determines the style and the choices that you make when taking those photos. Most of us are used to taking photos for Facebook or for apps. Versus thinking about photos that we're going to take for print and equally because I shoot for clients, the way that I shoot for clients will again be a little bit different from how I would take photos and put on my personal account, if not very different. One of the most obvious things that I can point to is that I shoot in portrait so much more than I do in a landscape. And that stems from the fact that when you are scrolling through Instagram, portrait photos take up more of the feed. So you'll notice that a landscape one doesn't get as much screen space quite naturally through the design of the platform. If it scrolled horizontally instead of vertically, I imagine horizontal photos would take a lot more precedent over the portrait ones that now are easily seen in the platform. And I also think that I have catered majorly to Instagram's trends over the years, and I think that's very natural to want to follow trends, but I do wonder what photography would be like if we tried to steer away from trends and whether that would change the subjects that we go to the composition that we choose what would our photography look like if we weren't trying to think of likes versus our own individual tastes and maybe our artistic preferences as well so i've wondered a lot where instagram has helped my creativity and then i now wonder where it's hindered so I thought I would look at the two together. To start with the negatives, air quotes, I think it has hindered me in a few ways that potentially are less relevant to people who aren't professional photographers but still might stir up things that you as a normal photographer would notice. My focus really did become playing the game versus taking So I again was thinking of shooting for Instagram and honouring the trends that were doing well on Instagram as opposed to exploring an individual style that has happened. But very much my photos were led by thinking about would this make someone tap like on Instagram versus do I like this photo myself? this a photo that i would print is this a photo that i would be proud of and i've realized that over the years i will have discounted many many very lovely photos because they didn't fit with the aesthetic air quotes of my grid at the time i have had a very very long-standing habit of trying to make my grid fit together so that when you look at my profile the photos would look harmonious together so potentially a bit less obvious now than it was a few years ago but if you were to scroll back you would see that I had very 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 consistent colour palettes that I would try and stick to and Editing choices that I would stick to, as well as composition choices that I would stick to, so that the goal was not just that you would click on an individual photo and like that photo, but you would click onto my profile as a whole. Think, my goodness, this looks so cohesive and visually appealing as a complete entity, and that would ideally make someone follow me. Certainly, that was my logic, and I think my logic of a lot of people at the time. I became obsessed with a consistent grid at the cost of just staying open, playing, editing, taking photos that I liked without thinking about how I was going to curate them to a ridiculous degree. I wonder if I would have been exploring galleries and finding other spaces to get inspired if it hadn't been for Instagram. I think I would have been forced to diversify my sources of inspiration and if you diversify your sources of inspiration you are always going to diversify your work. Just as my English teacher at secondary school said to me whatever you're reading will inform how well you write. It's the same principle in my mind with inspiration from photography. Would I have picked up different books and become more interested in specific photographers? Would I have a very different relationship with storytelling in photos versus seeing a photo as something that needed to garner? social attention. I think this is very much indicative of the age that I was when I fell into photography. If it had been a few years prior, then I wouldn't have had Likes as my motivation. So, if you're someone that has been into photography for a lot longer than I was and prior to Instagram, this might be all ideas that sound perhaps a little bit foreign to you, but I think there are probably many people that are in a similar boat to I am. And I do wonder if the more time we've spent on Instagram, the more we've each fallen into seeing it as our primary source of inspiration versus, again, seeking those other areas to give us ideas and influence. I have seen that Instagram gave me imposter syndrome slash comparisonitis slash self-doubt that made perfectionism take over very quickly and easily. And I thought that quality was better than quantity when it's actually the other way around. Quantity leads to quality and photography so not everyone will agree with me potentially but I do have some science on my side I believe it was from James Clear's book Atomic Habits that there was a professor who was a professor of photography and said to one of his classes an experiment One side you need to go and take might even have been a hundred photos or as many photos as possible for a semester and then the other side had to concentrate on taking just one photo, a perfect photo for that semester. You might have thought that the ones that were just taking photos willy nilly and it was just about the volume of photos they created were the ones who were going to take less precision into their work. but it actually turned out that they were training their eyes, getting out there and experimenting, thinking about their cameras and having them on them at all times, seeing opportunities at all times, versus the other side who became very, very perfectionistic, were taking less photos and having less opportunities to grow. Again, comparisonitis, feeling like I had to deliver a very specific product and style and of a level that I thought I needed to attain meant that I wasn't taking photos that could have been training me in another way and even now I'm still quite guilty of not taking a photo because I know that the light is not a way that I'm a particular fan of. I don't tend to like shooting in direct sunlight on a very blue sunny day However, I might be missing out on things from that. There might be things that I could learn from doing so. That certainly was much more pronounced when I was really unconscious of the relationship that I had with Instagram and my photos. Like I said, in my notes, I shoot mostly on portrait even now. Which as a photographer, professionally, you want to make sure that you have a variety of portrait and of landscape even more important than the rest of the time but if you are someone that and my goal with people is to encourage everyone to take photos that they want to print that they want to have on their walls that they want to have in books then again thinking about that orientation it's going to be important for you as well so it's just really interesting that that is a habit that's really stuck with me It took me ages to play around with editing styles on a regular basis because, again, I had that focus on creating a consistent feed. That meant that I wanted to have photos, like, I don't know if you'd have noticed, but a lot of the time my photos further back were warmer toned and more purple toned. But I could easily have been thinking about Do I want them to have a more greeny feel? What would that look like? Do I want them to be more cool toned? What would that look like? Saturation levels. How does playing with those change around what my images look like? Do I like there to be more contrast? Do I like there to be more fade? These are things that I'm more cognizant of now. And for my personal photography in particular, I tend to mess around. But I know that there was a very long time where I wasn't doing that and that's an aspect that I would love people to take on as a challenge if it's not something you do frequently at the moment. And again I took photos that were trending so I would see someone else's photo and I would go to replicate it. I don't want to say that is purely a bad thing because I do think there's a lot to be said for figuring out what the of the photo that you admire are and being able to replicate a photo is going to help you understand the elements that you might like so it might be that it has an s curve it might be that it's the rule of thirds composition wise that are kicking in it might be that you like a very minimal shot you might like a really dense detailed shot. Those are very easy to, or much easier to understand when you are looking at someone else's work and trying to replicate it yourself. But just thinking about trends can inhibit your growth maybe, rather than focusing your eye and getting weird with it. So those are kind of my ideas as to what I see as some of my limitations. You can tell I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but hopefully this will give you some insight and just encouragement. So talked about the things that I have seen as limitations with Instagram. Now on to what I see as the positives and the things I think have helped me in my photography growth. The first thing is that it has helped in exposing me to massive photography talent on a scale that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Buying books can be expensive especially photography books have to be very expensive. They're Expensive to produce, expensive to buy. Going into galleries and into museums is also costly. And if you aren't someone that is in a creative circle, it can be trickier to find access to imagery, styles, various things that are going to inform your eye. So this is huge. I would never see as much work as I can on my phone. Every single time I open Instagram, I see photos that are of amazing quality and of a standard I admire and respect. So that means literally every time I open my phone, there will be a photo there that I think is beautiful. And any moment I could come across a picture where the light, the subject, the composition or the concept sparks something in me that might find its way somehow into my own work. It's also home to many different styles and the level of artistry now is incredible. It was wonderful to begin with and I again have nostalgia for those very pixely, very filtered old days of Instagram where everything was square. But it would be such a shame to miss out on such talent when it's so easily available on the platform. Another thing that has happened is that I've met other photographers who are now my friends and I get to talk shop, air quotes, with them. Again, it depends on the bubbles that you grow up within and I think photographers can be quite hard to find. Having people that I can message and say, what do you think of this? How are you finding this? And just getting to bounce tech talk with and ideas with is so so valuable and that was made possible by instagram and it might have been more difficult to do otherwise there we go those are my loves those are my hates that's my messy experience but the real gist that i wanted to get to by talking to you about instagram is that i really don't want photography to end with just social media We don't know what will happen to these platforms as we get older. They are very safe and very secure, probably. I also know of people who, for themselves, have decided they want to leave social media entirely. And that might mean losing access to Lots of photos, and maybe just not taking as many photos in general as well. There are many reasons to take a photo, and it shouldn't just be because you love putting them on socials. I would encourage people to try and reframe, pun intended, how you shoot to ones that are more than pictures that you are thinking of getting, likes and maybe validation for. There's nothing wrong with likes and validation, but I would love to encourage everyone to see photography as more than just for social media. Turn it into wall art, turn it into birthday cards, anniversary cards, greetings cards, random cards for no reason, turn it into calendars for your wall, for your desk. Make photo books for your grandparents, grandparents in particular, and the older generations might not be as tech savvy so photo books translate really well and it also is a very different viewing experience being able to go to a shelf with pictures that you might have of a holiday that you went on or of an age of one of your kids or maybe your nephew like me love my to pieces so it's a lovely difference from just looking at something on a screen to conclude I see so much value from Instagram, but what I really wanted from this episode is to get you thinking. Let me know how you feel about Instagram. You might have a really happy relationship, which I hope I haven't tarnished. So, do drop me a message and let me know what you think. I'm really curious. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please do subscribe. And if you can leave a review, depending on the platform you're on, please do. It makes a big difference in podcasts being discovered. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Anna Constantine UK, where you can ping me any questions that you have at all. I'll link my website in the show notes as well. I'll be doing an FAQ episode soon. So be sure to ping me anything that you would like me to include. I've got to say last time that you can actually work with me. I'm only doing remote product photography and outdoor shoots at the moment, but do get in touch. And also my online one-to-one editing tutorials are going on as usual as well. I hope you have good things ahead of you whenever and wherever you are. And I'll be back with you next time. Take care and let's go shoot together.